peace be with you in Jesus' name. A mighty fortress is our God. We celebrate the Reformation, which is a celebration of Jesus Christ. 500 years ago, Martin Luther found hidden light in the Word of God. He found a real reason to hope in Jesus Christ alone. We celebrate this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar in foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shield with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Indeed, God is our refuge and strength, our help and fortress. In so many ways we need him. So we come to him with our confession and prayer. Heavenly Father, we need you. We need to be in the refuge and strength of your mighty fortress. Our God is triumphant. By the sacrifice and resurrection of Jesus Christ, God's love and grace surrounds us like a strong and mighty fortress. As a servant of the risen Christ and by his authority, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And let us pray, Almighty and gracious Lord, be among us by your Holy Spirit. Bless us to know your character and personality. Show us what it means to live in your grace and truth. Protect and deliver us from losing our way. Defend us against all enemies. And grant us the refuge and fortress of your saving peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. As we celebrate the Reformation, we turn to God's Word 
and first from the book of Revelation, chapter 14, beginning at verse 6. Then I saw another angel flying in midair, and he had the eternal gospel to proclaim to those who live on the earth, to every nation, tribe, language, and people, he said in a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment is come. Worship him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the springs of water. This is the word of the Lord, and thanks be to God. Our epistle lesson is from Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 3, beginning at verse 19. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world held accountable to God. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of our sin. But now... Apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished he did it to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time, so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. Where then is boasting? It is excluded. Because of what law? The law that requires works? No, because of the law that requires faith. Now we maintain that a person is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. This is the word of the Lord, and thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel is according to St. John, the 8th chapter, beginning at verse 31. Glory to you, O Lord. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, 
Very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus is ready to have thinking, feeling, real-life people believe and follow him. People like you and me, maybe. People who can ask hard questions people who get kind of puzzled and confused, people who might get a little arrogant or skeptical or reluctant. These are the people that Jesus called his followers. And the word he uses is disciples, which means those who are learning. Jesus so wants us to receive glorious blessings from him. And he wants us, when we receive these things, to hold them in our hand and then look back at him and ask, what does this mean? He is the good rabbi. He is the teacher of eternal and infinite things. And as Jesus wandered through the hills of Galilee, stopping in small towns, many people would listen to him, and they would hover on the edge of curiosity and interest. But Jesus knew how to just look into a crowd and Maybe look right at a particular person for a moment, and with a single word, he could inspire them to step toward him with a question. On this day, he said, If you hold to my teaching, then you will learn the truth, and the truth will set you free. Jesus knew this crowd. He knew that that statement would spark their questions with the invitation to be set free. So I'm wondering what word from the living spirit of our God could inspire you today? 500 years ago, a man in Germany named Martin Luther 
kept hearing words whispered to him by the Spirit of God. Luther heard words like faith or salvation. And something inside of him felt this hunger and this curiosity to need and want to learn more. And Luther knew this was not just for him, but for everyone of faith, something had gone missing. The world around Luther was changing very quickly. Science was a new thing. It was growing in its ability to find facts and truth about the stars in the sky and all the amazing things that are part of our life. And we think quite in contrast to that moment when Jesus spoke of truth so long ago, he knew that Someday, much later, somebody like Martin Luther would hold this word in his hand and look back at God and ask, Now, what does this mean for my soul? That word sent Luther on a search. He read the greatest books. He talked to the smartest people. Martin Luther wanted to know the truth. How are we set free from our brokenness and sin? How are we set free from our fear of death? Well, I think Martin Luther was a lot like the people who were listening to Jesus that day when he talked about being set free. They had ideas. They had explanations about how they thought things were and how things worked. These ideas were very old, some of them seasoned in ancient history. These ideas made them feel proud. It made them feel self-sufficient. It made them feel like they knew what is right. But Jesus, the good teacher, first listens to us. And before he listens to us, he thinks, now what do they need to hear? We are Abraham's descendants, they said. And that means we are people who believe in our God, and he promised to bless us long ago. <laughs> well, Jesus, the eternal one, he has a memory that is a much longer memory than ours. Indeed, God had been faithful to his people. But long ago, these people had been slaves in many ways. Their fathers had been enslaved to the Egyptians. They had been dragged away to the foreign land of Babylon in exile helpless again and again in their literal slavery, it was always God who had set them free. Jesus knows the simple truth. 
Our own efforts can never really set us free. But if the Son of the living God sets you free, well then, you will be free indeed. So, just 500 years ago, Martin Luther was on a search. He was on a journey. And he was listening. And finally, the Spirit of God drew away the clouds, and Luther saw what was absolutely true. If Jesus, the Son of the living God, sets you free, you are free indeed. Martin Luther was a disciple. He was learning. He was listening. He was reading God's Word. And now, with new confidence, the answers came to his questions. How could we ever be set free from our own sin? Jesus, the Son of the living God, has sacrificed all of his righteousness to set us free. How could we, mortal creatures as we are, how could we ever have an eternal life? Jesus, the Son of the living God, left his grave alive to show us the truth of just how great is the strength and victory of our God. He is able to set us free forever in infinite and eternal ways, he can set us free. Martin Luther had become what Jesus was talking about when he asked those disciples who wanted to learn more to hold to his teaching and hold it close until it sets you free. Luther had been reading the ancient words of Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Well, Martin Luther had known these words of Psalm 46 for years, but now, now he could hear the voice coming to us from inside those words. The voice breaks into the psalm. It is the voice of God himself. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Now, Martin Luther was really listening to the spirit that spoke from his eternal heaven. And now, somehow, Martin Luther could hear music. A mighty fortress is our God, a sword and shield victorious. The kingdom is ours forever. 
Martin Luther could hear this song come out of Psalm 46 as if it had been there forever. A mighty fortress there on the horizon in the light of a new day. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Now, these words really spoke to Martin Luther. He felt like Jacob. Jacob, the man who dreamed of a stairway between heaven and earth. Jacob, who saw angels ascending and descending on the stairway, and at the top of the stairway was the Lord God himself who spoke to Jacob and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. I am with you. I will watch over you. Martin Luther felt like Jacob, the man who one night wrestled with an angel until the break of day, until finally the angel blessed Jacob and said, you have struggled with God, and you have overcome. And Jacob renamed that spot. Here, I saw God face to face. Martin Luther had been on a search. He had been on a struggle. And now, in a sense, just like Jacob, he had seen the face of God. Finally, after all the other places he had looked, Luther had seen the face of Jesus, the face of his Savior. And Jesus looked at him and said, Let me set you free, and you will be free indeed. After his struggle, now Martin Luther wanted to sing. No strength of ours can match his might. Now a champion comes to fight. You ask who this may be? The Lord of hosts is he. Christ Jesus, mighty Lord, God's only son adored. He holds the field victorious. The kingdom is ours forever. A mighty fortress is our God. Let me pray for you that you would be so blessed. Good and faithful Father in heaven, we thank you, we praise you, we worship you. For you are the God of Abraham and Jacob and even the God of Martin Luther and even us. Bless us with your living spirit that we may always be your disciples, living and learning, holding your truth in our hands. Bless us with the faith and curiosity, the trust and confidence to give you our questions and our struggles and be set free today and forever. In Jesus' name, may we be so blessed. Amen. I invite you to share with me the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, 
maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We worship God with our offering. I invite you to send your offering to our church by mail. Thank you. Bless you. pray. Father in heaven, we worship and praise you. You are Lord of all time and eternity. While we travel as pilgrims here on earth, we give you thanks for all that you have done in the past to bring us to the blessings of this day. We thank you for the comfort and clarity of your revelation in word and spirit. May we be so blessed that you would ever lead us and guide us, even in the midst of difficult times. When waters roar in foam and mountains tremble, give us confidence that we are in the mighty fortress of your care. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Lord God, because you first loved us, you encourage us to love everyone around us as much as we love ourselves. Lord, we pray for our families and friends that they may be forgiving, that we may be forgiving, compassionate and generous with one another. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Lord God, you are greater than the one who is in the world, prowling and seeking to devour us. Deliver us from the evil one, knowing that he cannot harm us because he has been defeated by your son's death and resurrection. Give us wisdom and strength to resist Satan's temptations and keep us firm in the faith. We pray for all the nations that our leaders may be given wisdom and discretion. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Faithful Father, Jesus, your Son, bought us with his lifeblood as the price. 
In him we are set free from sin, death, and the power of the devil. Bless the children of our church, neighborhoods, and community. May they be blessed as we pass our hope and trust in you to future generations. We thank you for all of your gracious blessings that we share in this holy place that is your church. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Father, we pray for the healing of the nations. We pray for the suffering and the sick. Confident in your care for the sake of Jesus, we pray. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Lord, we ask your blessing for those we name before you in our hearts. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercies through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. We pray the words that Jesus has taught us, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us, not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your worries on him because he cares for you. A mighty fortress is our God. We give thanks to the Lord and call on his name. The kingdom is ours forever. And the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.